Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode of When I Grew Up. On today's episode, I have my good friend Diana Doe with us. Hey Diana, how are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fine. Um, so, not gonna lie, I've been looking forward to this conversation because I, you know, all my guests are really interesting and I learned so much, but I feel like it's a different level of conversation when you're on with a good friend. Um, and I just, I'm excited because I feel like we're just going to hang out <laughs> yes. and talk about your life. <laughs> so honored truly no no, thank you for being here so for those of you that don't know diana um she is from atlanta she grew up here in georgia basically but right now um the reason she's on this podcast is because she's going to tell us more about her job as a school counselor um so let's just jump right in diana um you are a high school counselor yes Yeah, so what does a high school counselor do? (laughs) Oh, man, where do I begin? Um, So you can really break it up into, I guess, three different main categories. Um, It's going to be academic, social, emotional, and then college and career. Um, you know, high school is a lot different than elementary and middle school because a large part of high school is one, getting through high school and making sure that you cross that finish line, but also preparing students for um, their post-secondary plans. And so um, that's kind of like the main focus, um, but it really is going to depend on that high school, the needs of that school and the community, and also um, what the leaders of that school think is important. And so, um, yeah, it really will vary depending on the school. So I guess what I'm hearing, so I'm when I think of a counselor, a high school counselor, I do tend to think of like the emotional side of things, right? Like going to my counselor because I'm having like, you know, internal struggle. Um, But I guess what I'm hearing is that's kind of not the biggest part of a high school counselor. A lot of it is academic based and like making sure that they're on track towards graduation. Is that right? Yeah. um, So, yes, it is. And so for us, I think me too, like before I even entered this field, I, I had an idea, right, of what I thought it was going to be like, just from what I thought I knew, and also like my own experience with my high school counselors. Um, And the really big driving piece for school counseling is that, you know, we do go based off of data. Um, We believe that, you know, the data, big data pieces are attendance, behavior, and academic performance. And so a big part of the social emotional piece is, you know, things that are going on with students, you know, outside of the classroom, it affects what goes on inside of the classroom. Sure. And so... Um, I think a lot of times people within even the school building, like adults are kind of like, 
I don't really know what counselors are doing. Like, are they just kind of talking to students? But it is <laughs> when we show them the data, right, of, you know, how have we made an impact? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah. So it is a lot of academic um, college and career, but also it is a lot of social emotional too. Oh, I think more than people realize right that's so interesting I never knew that there would be like data to back up your position at the school itself but I mean it makes sense yes okay okay um so what does a typical day look like for you then yeah um so I have really different experiences like I from where I first started and the needs of that school versus like what my day looks like now Mm. and it looks so different because of COVID right Um, right and so typically um there are things that are already scheduled Um, And so like big lessons that we have to cover for each grade level and those things we schedule way before the school year. Um, And then we have, you know, student appointments um, that students can schedule with us. And so um, my day will typically look like student appointments, um, random things that might come up just like student crises situations. Um, If we're in classrooms that day, um, you know, sometimes like full weeks are just us being in the classroom all day long. Um, And so it really will look different. A lot of times, like I think I know what my day will look like and it is just so completely different. Um, And so, yeah, but a lot of it is, you know, meeting with students, you know, consulting with other people, meeting with teachers, talking to parents. Um, We really are just like, I think the mediators between everyone, which can be really difficult, I think. Um, But yeah, that's. I mean, I feel like what you said about being a mediator sounds right, but extremely challenging. And like, I, I seem honestly, it sounds really draining. If I'm completely honest, like, I'm like, oh, man. (laughs) Yes, it Um, is. But I mean, we'll get into this topic, I feel like, a little bit later in our conversation. Because, you know, in that kind of position and like, man, this truly has to be kind of a, I don't know, a calling over your life. You know, like something you really desire and are passionate about. But I'll ask you about that in a second Um, before we get into that. I'm curious, like, what is the dynamic for you and your students? Because okay, the reason I ask this is because uh, for those of you d- that don't know, our Diana and um, my friendship with her, our background is we met at church, and for the last almost ten years, we've been doing youth ministry for a long time. And so like, you know, I know how you are with our youth students, which is amazing and like totally relatable, very empathetic, but I'm just curious, like, you know, with school students, is it, what's it like? What's the dynamic? Like, are you like their friend or like, what, what is, like... Um, so I will say like what I'm like with our youth students 
I am like with my students at work. Um, and so again, like it's so hard speaking to this year, but like, I remember like, even when I was an intern, when I first started out, like I, that was just how I was. And I do think, um, because like, you know, students can tell that, you know, I look younger. Um, and so I do think setting those boundaries, it, I had to be intentional about it because for me, like a big piece, right, of student relationships, right? If you wanna talk about the difficult stuff, um, I really believe that there needs to be that foundation of rapport and relationship. Like I never want what, I, I don't, but ideally, but it does happen. Like I never want my first conversation with a student to be about something that's like negative, you know? I want that foundation to be there. And so for me, like starting off, you know, in this job, I really did want to, I, I wanted students to know that like, I am happy to be here and I am really honored to be their counselor. Mm -hmm. And so I was very intentional about like in the mornings, in the afternoons, like being out in the hallways and just like greeting students saying hi. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of how I am with our youth students, I am like with our students at school. Wow, that's amazing. I wish you were my high school counselor. <laughs> okay, but you said, okay, you said too, like, um, students recognize that you're younger in age. Um, does that mean a lot of your coworkers are, like, have, are older and more experienced in their field? Um, okay, so when I first started, oh man, okay, so when I first started, we had a total of eight counselors, um, but five of us were new, like it was our first year. Okay. Um, but one had come from like a different state and he had done this before. And so we had pretty, it was kind of mixed, but um, students could definitely tell that we were a newer team. Mm -hmm. um, the team I'm on now, again, it is mixed. Um, and so students are always, they're so curious, you know, they're like, they're always asking like, how old are you? And they'll like, <laughs> guess my age. And it's, it's really fun. That's so funny. Um, I feel like I, it would be fun for you. I mean, it would be fun <laughs> for me too, I guess, but <laughs> um, okay. What about this? Like, um, what about like Asian American representation with amongst counselors? Like, do you feel that makes an impact uh, amongst your students when they're talking to you or do you get what I'm asking you? Yes, I do. So um, I really do believe it makes an impact. Even if I'm not their counselor, I think for students to be able to see faculty um, that someone that looks like them, I think it's something um like you can't really describe. I think for them, it's just like, yeah, like there is someone who looks like me in a position of, you know, authority or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's so funny because I think <laughs> where I was placed for internship, like we don't get to say where we are placed. 
And so I do think I was intentionally placed in a school where there were um, a larger percentage of Asian students. Um, and also <laughs> this school year. So one of my students last year, I don't know why, I think he just, I don't know. Okay, so he does Taekwondo. Okay. And so you know how they have the patches? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He like really wanted to give me his patch of like the Korean flag. Wow. And so, you know, like I was really appreciative and it's in my office right now. It's just wow. like on one of my shelves. And so actually when like students come in, they're like, oh, are you Korean? And even Korean students, because my name, my last name is a little bit confusing because sure. Joe is not common, you know, uh -huh. so they're not sure. And so when they see the Korean flag, like I've had so many students just even this year, like point it out and ask me about it. Um, and so they just get really excited. And like, I think because Korean culture is, you know, more mainstream now even students who are not Korean they're familiar with k-pop they are like watching Korean dramas and learning Korean on their own and they just get really excited and so I really do think um it makes an impact yeah I mean that is so interesting I feel like yeah what you're saying is like it just kind of opens doors to conversation too without even realizing it yes. um and I and I I would imagine I mean for me if I had a like a Korean American counselor growing up in high school I feel like I would feel the same way I went I went to a predominantly affluent uh Caucasian school and uh there was no Asian teachers at my school um but all that to say, I feel like even if I had talked to them about like graduation and like my track of graduating um, and like even not having to explain like first generation, 1.5 generation, like miscommunications culturally between um, child and parent, yeah. you know, and like, you know, the, the desires of my parents versus my desires and like not having to explain that because my my counselor is Korean American, I feel like would be so refreshing, you know, and um, there's like a just something you don't have to explain. It's just understood. So I've, have you ever encountered that? Like just being like, yeah, I get it. Yes, for sure. Um, I think that's the biggest thing, right? Of like, you know, there are just some things that you don't want to, or like, you're not even sure how to really explain, right? Because it's, it's almost like the nuances of growing up as an Asian American, you know, or it just as an immigrant family, like there are just some things that are there. And so, um, yeah, definitely have had those conversations with students and, you know, when I'm meeting with students, it really is about them and like I don't really disclose a lot about my own life but when I believe that it will um you know encourage or help support the student in sharing um I do and so I think um even my own personal experiences growing up as second generation Korean American um it I think is really powerful mm -hmm. and so yeah I'm 
I am really thankful for just even my background and how I grew up and the experiences that I had um, because I'm able to really understand and like empathize, which I, I do believe that like anyone who is not Asian American can as well, but I do think, you know, um, it's been really great. Yeah. For me. That's awesome. So you mentioned um, earlier in our conversation, like internship and stuff like that. And even just now, like how, how you were raised and your experiences, like, let's get into that a little bit. Cause I want to talk about, you know, what, when did you decide this is the trek you wanted to take, you know, to be a high school counselor? And um, yeah, I mean, can you take us back to even like your senior year of high school? Yes. Oh my gosh, high school. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I grew up in Macon, Georgia. And I know everyone's like, oh my gosh, the boonies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I still think that after 10 years. <laughs> For me, like, it really didn't feel that way, but I guess. Um, but yeah, so I did grow up, like, I went to the same, like, school system, K through 12. Like, there were only, like, four Asian people, including myself and my brother, K through 12. Okay, this is really funny, but, like, I, w- I used to pray, like, Lord, will you send people who look like me to my school? <gasps> really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I did. And like, it's funny because I don't think, so like growing up, you know, I had an older brother. He's two years older than me. He was so amazing. Everyone knew him. Everyone loved him. And so like, it was very easy for me, I think, because people just kind of was like, oh, I mean, we're the only like Asians, does, you know, <laughs> wasn't that difficult. And so, yeah, I was, I mean, really involved in high school, um, but I did feel, I never felt like a part of the group completely. Like I, I did struggle with like my identity as an Asian American, Um, It was really, really difficult for me um, internally, but I don't think any of my school friends knew that. And like, in my mind, that was how it was. Like, they weren't just my friends, they were my school friends. Um, And so it was just kind of like a separate part of my life, I felt like. And um, yeah, I, you know, in high school and like senior year applying to colleges, you know, people would ask me like, what do you want to study? What do you want to do? And I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, And so people would ask me, well, what do you like to do like for fun? And I'm like, not something that I could find a career in. (laughs) Um, And, and like a big part of what I really loved to do at that time was um, I was really involved in church. I mean, I really I taught um, like Sunday school. I mean, I went to a really small church, so like there weren't that many students. So, but, but like you went that, to a Korean church, right? Yes. Okay, yes. Okay. And so that's like what I enjoy doing. I don't know. But going into college, um, I think I just chose something just because like I was a bio major. Um, I went to the University of Georgia. 
And even like me choosing what college I would attend was another big thing. Oh, I, think really? I, I think I decided at the last, like on the day that I had to make the decision. I cried so much because I was, was, I what was know. the struggle? Well, okay. So my brother went to tech. Mm-hmm. And so he actually did have a very large influence in my life. And like, I actually always was like, yeah, I'm going to go to Georgia Tech. That's where I want to go. Um, not because of anything else. It was just because my brother went there. Um, and so I only applied in state and I got in, accepted into every school I applied to. And so I think when I actually had to make the decision though, I was scared because I wasn't sure what I wanted to major in. And I was scared that if I attended Georgia Tech, because I knew I did not want to study engineering, like no way. Right. I was worried that there wouldn't be options for me. Mm-hmm. And I know there are, but I think that was just my fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to stray away from a plan that I had for so long and like my parents were like, it's an easy choice. You go with the more competitive school, like this is easy for like, in their mind. And it was really difficult because I think this was one of the first big decisions that I felt like I actually had a choice in. Um, And yeah, I chose, I went against, I felt like what everyone was saying was the, of course, obvious choice. Okay. I'm going to have to interrupt real quick because that's, that's kind of crazy. Just only because I know you so well. Yes. Um, like, let me just like break it down for people listening. Okay. Like, um, Diana, part of the reason she is like so amazing is because she always puts other people first and like she's always like thinking about other people. And on top of that, like, um, she's really close to her family. Like, you guys are very close. And, you know, um, I've always admired that, by the way. But um, and so I just feel like, first of all, I didn't know this story. And secondly, um, for yeah, I mean, I can think back to even when I was in a senior year in high school and you guys like at eight, 17, 18, you feel old, but you're not. And I feel like up until then, you don't have much choice yeah in the decisions that are major in your life and Mm -hmm. the fact that you went totally not what your parents asked you to do for me is like crazy like to hear you say that okay so you made the decision decision to go to Georgia which was the the best decision go dogs go dogs (laughs) (laughs) um but so like when I'm just curious, like when when you made that decision, were your parents like I mean, your parents are so great. I know they're always so supportive and encouraging, but were they like like shocked or no, I think so this was um I think I struggled the entire second half of the semester with the decision. Oh my god, I'm so stressed thinking about it. <laughs> like I literally like I cried a lot. Yeah. Like I would just lay in bed and <laughs> like Lord, what do I do? I really 
Yeah, no, like I, I and I think because um, they saw how difficult it was for me, they definitely were supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they they definitely like I knew what they wanted to do, but I really had to. I felt like I had to think about like okay, but if I do go to tech and I like, what am I going to do if I don't have anything I want to major in or study? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Like I was just so scared. Yeah. Um, and I think I had seen, and I know like my brother and I are completely different, but like for me, he's just academically, like things were a lot more just natural for him mm. and to see how much he struggled too. I think I was scared. Um, but again, like, I think for me, I was just thinking about like, where do I think I will have a lot more options? And yeah. so, yeah, they were supportive for sure. Um, yeah. when I made my decision. That's crazy. And it goes without saying what, a a blessing it is to have that kind of hardship, I guess. <laughs> but, <Yes. laughs> like, it's like, where do I go to school? Everyone accepted me. <laughs> like, yes. But, yes. but, um, but yeah, I know. I'm sure that was like so difficult. I can't. Yeah. That seems like a struggle, but um, okay. So you made the decision to go to Georgia and upon going into Georgia, were you, what, what did you decide to study? Yeah. So, you know, like, I'm like, I made this decision to go here, you know, I don't know what I want to study. And I think, you know, my parents, not really my dad, my mom more, she was just kind of like, Oh, what about this? What about this? And so I thought like, okay, dentistry is what I want to do. I really, I love my dentist. (laughs) I love, okay, like for real, I love going to the dentist. I know and you do. <laughs> I, I would literally go to the dentist and just like fall asleep because I, anyways, it's just so bizarre. And I, you know, every time I left the office, I felt like I really liked smiling, whatever, you know, I'm like, okay, sure. I want to do this. Like, I love teeth. I like... <laughs> how my dentist is and I want to do this for other people like make their smiles brighter and I know it sounded so corny but it really that's I was like this is what I want to do so I started my freshman year as a bio major um and I've never cried more um (laughs) oh my gosh like Jen Kim was really the death of me I think and um I (laughs) yeah, I cried so much because of that class. Like even, okay, sorry. I just have to say this for the exams, you know, you have to show your ID and, um, my first exam in college for Jen Kim, I, I used to put my ID. I don't know why behind my phone case in my phone case. Yeah. Yeah. And I left it in the bathroom at um, SLC. Oh no. So I had to run 
to get my phone so I could take my test. And I was like in tears crying because this is like my first test, you right, know? And right. I, and then like I get there and everyone started and I'm huffing and puffing because <laughs> I ran and I'm taking my test like sweating and breathing hard. Anyways, but yeah. So um but actually freshman year I took an intro to psych class just as an elective. And um I had never um, had so much fun in a class before. I was like, this is what studying and school should be like. I am so excited to go to class every day. I was so excited to study the material, learn more. And I was just so fascinated. I really loved the course. And so actually my first semester of college, I decided to change my major to psychology. Wow. So it was really early on that I changed, but I had no plan. I just changed. But that's awesome. Like, I just feel like what, uh, like, I mean, the word is for me is blessing because, you know, to find out early on what you enjoy and you just happen to take this class and you loved it that much. I mean, that is like truly amazing. Um, Well, I mean, like, what was it about the class that was so fascinating for you? Just what the material that you were learning? Yes. And what was what was kind of that like about people? I don't like what was it? It was really just. It was like an intro to psych class. So it was like very basic, like talking about, um, we were studying like the brain, the mind, um, human ego, personality and things like that. And I was just so fascinated. And like, I, I remember feeling like I had never felt this way in school before. And I was like, this is what it should be like. Mm -hmm. And, and so, um, because that feeling was so strong, I decided to change my major and told my parents and they were totally okay with it. And I was like, I don't even know what I want to do with this, but I want to study this. Okay. So you start studying psychology and is there like a, like a clear track for that as a psych major or? Um, yes. So there is a clear track, but, um, a lot of people, know and you know who majored in psychology that I knew at the time who were older than me um you know like a lot of psych majors after undergrad you do need to study or like study more either grad school or some sort of specialty just because it is so broad um and so I still wasn't sure what I wanted to do but I did make the switch and then um I was actually in like a campus ministry at the time. And one of, she was like my mentor and she was a psych major too. And she had said, you know, um, psychology and sociology are very similar. And so, um, you know, I added sociology later as a, for, to double major. Um, and so, you know, maybe you want to look into that. And I was like, okay, sure. And so I looked into it. Um, and then I started taking some sociology classes and then, um, yeah, I added it as a second major. Um, so as a double major now, so is that, is it psychology and sociology? 
Is that different than psychology and social behavior? Yes. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh, why is it different? Do you know? I don't know, but I know that, like, so the way that you can kind of think of it, I'm not a an expert, but, like, what I learned in undergrad really was psychology is, like, more of studying, um, like, the individual and how it's kind of like specific and then widens and then sociology is more like studying um larger scopes and how that impacts the person so they were like opposite but worked together they were like very compatible I guess okay makes sense so at what point in your four four years did you graduate in four years okay um, in your four years of undergrad, did you decide, um, yeah, I need to go to grad school because I want to be a school counselor? Yeah. So when I added sociology as my major and started taking um, major classes, so it actually became sociology that like really led me to school counseling. Um, I took a course in sociology of education And we talked about, so this was my sophomore year of college. Mm. And um, we talked about the systemic issues in education and how um, there are a lot of inequalities that exist um, in school systems, Um, just because, you know, a lot of different things. But one big thing that we talked about was how schools were funded. And so it really, you know, it's, where you live because it's from property taxes. And so um, just because of where someone lives, it determines the education that they receive. Um, And, you know, that really upset me because for me, it's not fair and it's not right that, um, you know, things that are beyond a child's control can impact you know, something that should be free, public, you know, and so um, it was really that class, and actually one of my sociology, so I took another course, uh, sociology of, I think, like, medicine or something, and again, just talked about, like, a lot of systemic issues that were impacting um, people differently, and it really, like, ignited something in me and literally like my friends in college will make fun of me for this they're like because every single paper I ever wrote after that time was about inequalities in our education system and so um it really was my sophomore year where I knew I wanted to go into education um because yeah I was not okay with it and you know school is a place where students really spend the majority of their day. And so, um, yeah, I knew I wanted to go into education. I just didn't really love, or like, I didn't really like a subject area enough to where I wanted to teach. Um, I felt like I was just very mediocre and everything. And then, um, I thought more about like, what are the different roles in a school? And that's when I thought of school counseling and started researching. And that, okay. Now I'm like, okay, so, (laughs) um, 
It's interesting that you bring that up at this moment and in my life because I think recently, just you know, with all of 2020 being what it is, and the um, everyone is starting to open their eyes and be woke to what's going on around them, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to s- systematic racism or, and I mean, what you mentioned, s- systematic education and things like that. And um, not systematic, systemic. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but um, I was thinking the other day too, you know, I, I mean, I'm just like, I'm just, I, I say this very like, I'm embarrassed to say it, but yeah, I think I'm very ignorant in these areas only because I don't, I don't look into it. You know, I feel like I, um, am so into like just what's in front of me, you know, just being a stay at home mom and just trying to, you know, help my kids survive and things like that. But I think I definitely need to be more, um, in tune with, 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 what the reality of what's going on around me and I'm just so like moved I guess inspired by what you're saying because most recently I feel like I've just been thinking about money in general like like what money does to people and what money means for people and like even just like yeah, the hierarchy of money, it's just everything, everything, you know, and I kept thinking, you know, if you're in a situation where, okay, sorry, I'm just gonna start over in this conversation. Okay, so you know that saying, like, you know, you get what you pay for, right? Like, if you buy something cheap, and it breaks, it's because it was cheap, and it was made cheaply, right? But then I kept going down this rabbit hole of like, but like, what if you just never have the money to pay for it? Mm-hmm. And then what, you know, and then like, what, yeah, what about education? What about where you live? What about, you know, like, and then you just have to, and then these students have to work harder than everybody else, but they don't have the same resources as everybody else does. And it's right. just like this, like the cycle. Yes. And I and again, I feel extremely naive to even be talking about it in the terms that I'm saying them in. Um, But I feel inspired because I'm like, oh, you recognize that there was a problem and decided, oh, I'm going to do something, even if it's not like changing the world, you know, but I'm going to do my part. And this is how I can help. So, I mean, Diana, I mean, you're just, that's so cool. <laughs> I mean, I i don't think I would have been aware unless I had taken that course, you know? And yeah. so, um, yeah, no, it it's, it's a lot just because like, you know, like life is not easy and it is a lot to carry just the daily things and burdens and then like being aware of just everything else it is a lot and like I don't think I would have really been aware unless I had taken that course and like had done you know my own research on that just because 
I had opportunities to write research papers and I was like, this is the only thing I'm interested in <laughs> right now. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's when I decided my sophomore year that I was going to do school counseling. Did I know what that meant? No, but I just, <laughs> I was like, this is my way into the school. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think that's amazing. Okay. Well, I, so what, what was next for you after graduation? Um, you knew what you were going to do. You're going to go into high school counseling or did, was it just school counseling or did you know you wanted to be a high school counselor? I had wanted to be high school counselor just because, um, of, you know, when I was in college and like going back to my home church and then moving and like serving in youth group. Like I knew that this was like the age range that I really had a heart for. Um, and so I, I did want to go into high school. Okay. Um, so with that, like what was the process to go into grad school? Yeah. Um, so there are a couple of um, programs. So the big ones in Georgia are UGA, Georgia State, um, Mercer, and then there are a lot of like online ones. Um, so I applied to UGA and Georgia State. And so they just, you know, require the standard application, um, your statement of purpose of why you want to attend and study this. And then um, you had to take the GRE, just horrible. And then um, you have to go in for interviews. And so um, UGA was my first interview and I wanted to throw up. It was not fun. And the interviews too were just so intimidating because there, there are so many people and you know that they're only accepting a small number. Um, and then they had divided the interviews into group interviews and then multiple individual interviews with professors. And so it was like a whole day thing. They like took your picture so that when they're reviewing applicants, they can like remember their faces. Um, and so, yeah, I was like, yes, I am not an undergrad anymore. <laughs> it's so different. Um, so yeah. And so I interviewed at UGA first and I actually heard back from them before my Georgia State interview. And so I did not even go to interview at Georgia State. So like, did you know, like, was there, was there a part of you that was like, yeah, I'll get in or... No. Oh my gosh. I think it's because too, like my mind is so, I'm like, okay, there are four Asian girls here and they're probably not going to accept all of us. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. I don't think that's right. But for, I did think that like, okay, they're probably going to accept like one of us. And so I was really I was very scared. Um, and because it's intimidating because you're interviewing with people. And so you're seeing how they respond to questions. And so it just, yeah, I was not expecting the call. So in the interviews, do you feel like there was something that they liked in your response or? So, okay. 
I think, I don't know if this is right, but okay, I had one group interview. I think there were six other students in that one. And so they How do you asked, even stand out with like, I know, I don't know, man. I know. That's, that's why I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what? And so the question was so simple. It was like, why, or it was like, what characteristic do you have that would make you a good counselor? Uh-huh. And like, I don't know, you know, I don't know. Like, and, and so people, so it's like, do I want to answer first to show that I'm assertive or do I, you know, like, what do I do? And so I literally Blair, I answered last because I could not think of anything. And everyone was saying like things that you think would be a good characteristic of a counselor. Like I'm empathetic, right? I listen well, I'm understanding all these things. And I'm like, now I can't say that. And so I, I said that, um, I possess like a genuine curiosity that I really do want to know more about people. And like, I want to learn about who people are. And I think that's what, I think that's what got me in. I don't know. Like, I really believe the Lord in that moment gave me the answer. Like, I know he did something that like, was different but like was so true for me yeah and yeah I think I'm getting like emotional because <laughs> I'm like yes that's no, so true yeah, about I me. was like panicking I'm like, oh my gosh I don't know how I'm gonna answer this question I mean I really f- I I think you're right I feel like it was a god moment because it was I, can, I, I think I can just put myself in your shoes you know and just like all these people are saying different things and you're like oh my goodness what am I gonna say yeah and what you said was like so on point but that's really good that's wow I would have yeah you, I would have been like her I want her <laughs> okay 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 interesting (laughs) so if anyone is gonna interview you can use that (laughs) just kidding (laughs) hopefully they don't have the same interview (laughs) but um okay so you get into UGA and I remember this day I was super excited I was super pumped about it um and so like I mean with out going into too much you know detail but like I imagine like oh how long is the program the it's, grad school program it's um two full years like summer to summer okay yes and is that is there like an option or that's what just what you do that's what, okay yeah and then is your class like very large or so our class was the largest they had that year. So typically it was like 11 or 12. And then my year, they actually accepted 21. Oh, wow. And then I think after us, the next class was smaller. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wonder why they accepted such a large class or just... I think I think they had received a grant that year. Oh. Um, I, I think. I don't know. And so I think they were, yeah, I think they got more. Interesting. Um, Okay, so, like, I imagine, like, just grad school as a school counselor, going to be a school counselor, like, is a lot of, like, writing. Is that? No. It's not? No. Oh, that's great. I I just imagine just a lot of papers and stuff. I wish. (laughs) 
I don't know why. I why? What is it? it? Was... So what is it like? Oh, gosh. Okay. The first summer was so intense. I remember just being in shock. Like we had gotten assignments before our first day of class, like of how to come prepared. Um, and it was read the entire textbook before you come to class. Yeah. And like things like interview six counselors, two from each level before you come. Like it was a lot before school even started, um, which I mean, I really looking back, like I know why our professors did that. And, you know, they were very intentional just about like us having to interview counselors because we created relationships before we even like I still talk to the people I interviewed <laughs> as a grad student mm, yeah. um but yeah it was a lot it was heavy coursework in the beginning but then it was like you know we had practicum where we went into the schools pretty much right away after the first semester it was a lot of recording ourselves and like we would have to practice counseling sessions and like <gasps> upload videos and watch each other's and critique one another um it was so but it was i mean it was both like coursework but a lot of like application and discussion yeah. so okay I do remember the recording stuff where you guys would have to record each other or record yourself in a counseling session and then critique it. Um, like, what was that experience like for you? Because I feel like that would be horrible. <laughs> horrible. Yes, horrible. Because the beginning, before we were actually in the schools, um, we had to role play using our skills on one another. And it was always fun being the like student, right? You could, you know, yeah. And um, so yeah, it was it was not fun or easy for me. It was always awkward, um, and you know, to get better, you do have to watch yourself, and it's just so uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> we would have to do role plays like in the middle of class, um, and again, like I just it was a lot. Yeah. Um, and that first summer, actually, we had to do actually a lot of like looking just within our own lives and how we grew up and like check our own biases, right? Because when you're in the field, like you, we have our own worldviews and our own values, and we never want to impress our own of what we think onto students because they're a completely different person than we are. And so it was a lot of like, inner looking at ourselves and like how we grew up and so um yeah and then once we got into the schools we had to record sessions with students so um <clears throat> excuse me so like you know essentially these this two years of of grad school is basically like training ground right yes for you guys and so how after the critiquing after the recording and stuff like um since it is training ground, do you feel like um, you took away a lot of good feedback that you were able to like apply to change and be better? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it was really difficult for me. And like looking back, I wish I had just been more like kind, 
I don't know, been kinder to myself. I think because we were in a group of 21 students, like you're able to see other people's counseling skills. And like, for me, I kept comparing myself to other people in my class. And like, it went so far as like, when I would be talking with my friends, just like, just, you know, I'm with my friends, like I'm talking to my friend and listening to them. I would try to like use counseling skills. And then I felt like I couldn't even really be with them. Cause I almost felt like I had to like reassure myself that I chose the right path. Mm. And I, so I struggled for a really long time. Um, just like with just being in my own head. Um, yeah. But for sure, grad school really did prepare me. I think the actual experience at practicum and internship really does um, train you. So what about now? Like, are you sure of what you've decided as a high school counselor? <laughs> yes, I am. You have to say that now. But... <laughs> no, but um, okay. So like, I know that there was a lot of, you know, internal kind of, evaluation right looking at yourself self-reflection and um i it i mean it sounds like a very like i don't know i don't know how what other term to use but like a purifying process because it's like you know it's like you're like yes. taking all the bad stuff out or like the biases and like yes. recognizing it and then trying to like revamp it and like um i feel like that sounds like just really like a you know, a stretching and growing stage, which is not never like peaceful and it's a little bit yes. painful. But yes. through all that, like what were some, yeah, like what are some positives for you that you took from grad school bringing into your career today? Yeah, I think grad school really did set the foundation for me um, because they drilled us so much of like what not to do and like what to do that I, I do have to like, when I'm talking with a student and like, I'm in my mind of like what I think the student should do. Like I'm immediately checking myself because I'm like, well, that's because I was raised in this way. And that's what my family would value. But like, I want to hear from the student of like, what's actually important to them. Cause it, it's, it could be completely different, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it definitely did. They were so scary. I feel like, and strict with us and like critiquing us that I do think it did really lay the foundation of like best practices. And right. of course, like I'm going to make mistakes and I'm not perfect, but I do think, um, it's really trained me well. That's awesome. Um, so I remember, you know, out of grad school, it was quite a celebration for, for me. I just was so excited for you after everything. Cause you know, all the critiquing and just horrible <laughs> stuff. Like I was just, you know, because, you know, as your friend, you're like venting to me, you know, you tell me like, not all the good stuff, you got to tell me like all the stressful stuff. And I remember like, just being like, man, what is going to be so worth it after graduation. And I, I believe that it was, but I also know, um, after the internship, so you, is there, you said there's an internship, right? After yes. 
Um, so after all that, like, how how do you go about applying for an actual job? Yes, I was really shocked at this process because um, in my mind, I'm like, you know. The way you apply to a job is you look for vacancies and you fill out an application and then you interview. And that is not how the world of school counseling is. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) Okay. So you have to, okay. So how it worked for us was the vacancies on that appear online are not actually true vacancies. Um, and so you have to reach out to the principals directly to see if they are going to hire someone. Um, and so we had to do this like our, um, last semester of grad school. So we started like in January reaching out to principals. And so I literally made a list of every, I think I probably emailed over a hundred principals, um to see if they had a position so like just um a quick question so grads like grad school professors like this is an understood thing so like they they instructed you this is how you find a job correct interesting okay yes and so um because with school systems they you sign your contract for the next school year typically February, March, April. And so they're going to know of vacancies then before the school year is actually over. And so, um, yeah, I, I had to email principals and a lot of schools were like, no, we don't have anyone. Um, and so it really is just a game of like, okay, until August, um, because you just never know when someone's not going to come back. And so, um, yeah, that's really how you go about it. And so I heard back from the first school. Um, and so like scheduled an interview with them and yeah, it did not go well, actually. That interview, that first interview. Yes. I was so nervous that I arrived to the school and I realized I left my resume and portfolio at home. <laughs> and I remember, like, I freaked out so badly that I remember freaking out to the, like, the front <laughs> desk people. And they were so worried for me. They're like, oh, my gosh. Like, what are you going to do? And, like, they were really concerned for me. And I was like, I don't know. I'm, and I, in my mind, I'm like, I... Did not get this job, but I have to go through with it. And if if I get this job, it really is the Lord. So did you get the job? Yeah, I did. Oh my gosh, I don't even I'm I don't even remember this. I think I wanted to black it out of my memory. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually I remember the the resume part, but then I I didn't know that was this that job. Yeah. Okay, so without going into too much detail though, like um because I know that we like I don't want to reveal like the schools that you've worked at and things like that um but uh there was like some okay I don't even know if you can speak to this really but I remember there being there was being a little bit of pullback when you when you um were offered the job on your part you you did you weren't really a hundred percent in 
yes. in the beginning. Yes. Um, but if, why weren't you 100% in? I think there were one, um, there were a lot of counselors that left that school that year. And so that was a concern for me of like, why all of a sudden? And um, I think I had just heard a lot about the school because like I'm still interning at this point. And so they want to know where I'm interviewing because they're, you know, a part of this process with me. And like, they make this face when they heard the name of the school and stuff, you know? And so I think it was just, I was scared, but like, um, my dad though said, Diana, like you prayed for a job, you received a job offer. So I'm confused. (laughs) Like (laughs) me too. (laughs) But no, it was, it was a great decision I made to work there. Yeah. Um, and so I know that this particular school, you know, it's maybe people made faces at the, at this name of it because it's not a very, I don't, I don't know what to call it. What do you say? What is it? Um, yeah. So there, um, so the school that I worked at, we were like 80 to 90% minority students, um, we were a Title I school, which means that the majority of our families are on free and reduced lunch because they are um, on like the lower socioeconomic status. Um, and so I think there were just like preconceived notions about the school um, from people looking from the outside. Um, sure. I mean, like, I feel like, you know, Unfortunately, with those kinds of um, title, like Title One school, and just kind of that background, knowing knowing uh, the types of the community that attends this school too, um, I feel like it is natural to to believe that there's going to be more struggle than not. And so, in your decision to go to this school, going back to kind of your heart, right of um, systemic education and things like that did that help you decide to say yes to this job offer yes it did yes and so I was like this is this is really where I wanted to be Mm -hmm. um and yeah it, it was and I like truly truly these students and the relationships that like I created with them, like are so important. Like they were, they're the most amazing students. And I think it did really bother me when, you know, like people would ask like where I worked and they would like, there's always this like, look, even, even like, you know, when you go somewhere and there are like, there are these like discounts for like, you know, educators and stuff like for like school supplies or something. Uh-huh. I still remember like I I went to Office Depot one time and she asked where I worked and I told her and she's like, oh, like it's always that kind of like look. And I'm it it really did upset me because I'm like, these students are so talented, so gifted, and it makes me sad that like people who don't even, you know, know, have these um, ideas already about 
who the student is. And that's exactly why I wanted to go into the profession. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's exactly what is happening today, even like yeah. in the injustice around us, you know, it's like they have these preconceived notions about this particular school. So that's just the reputation of that school. And yeah. that's what everyone thinks about the school. I mean, it's not just the people that live around here, you know, it's right. probably colleges too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there there are and then it's just they just stay there and that's just it somehow becomes them and then they own it. Yeah. And they don't need to because that's not who they are. And it's just this cyclical thing that happens and um okay so like you're in this school I mean I know I'm sorry we're going over our time together I try to keep it to an hour but I'm having a lot of fun (laughs) um sorry I'll share less detail no 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 it's great we like the details I love the details um but uh oh where was I going oh yes so I know you don't work there anymore um, but if you wouldn't mind just kind of speaking about like some of the issues that may have came up as a high school counselor at your first job, because yeah. I feel like these are the stories that I want to tell my own kids in the sense that it's like you need to understand that like these are real life issues and real life problems that occur at with within stu- like people your age, you know, like high school students, elementary school students, middle school students, like these are all things that, and it's usually I feel like out of the student's control. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, um, I guess what I'm asking you to explain is, um, yeah, like what was that first year of working at this Title I school like for you? Yeah, um, it was crazy in that it was just so busy every single day like literally just I felt like I was literally running around all day um and so the needs of this school specifically I think a lot of issues at home and um you know there were students whose families were like facing deportation and so like separation of families um and I think at this school it was a lot um of attendance related issues too because um just because of like transportation and things like that and so for our students like if if it was a rainy day we knew that attendance would be low because of a, a lot of our students walked to school. Um, and, you know, there were students who were actually working full-time jobs because they had to and needed to support their families. And so they were missing a lot of school because they like literally had to go work. Um, and yeah, it was it was a lot. And even for our families and like parents, um, they were so amazing. They were so grateful for like, I would literally be calling them with like not even good news. And they were just so grateful that like someone from the school was reaching out. They would pay for taxis, um, to come to the school for meetings, um, because they didn't have transportation, but 
like for them, it was important that they be there. Um, and, you know, I do think it was difficult sometimes um, getting in touch with parents when we needed to, just because like phones might be disconnected whenever we just never knew. Um, and it was, it was a lot like our students, I think, were one like the most resilient, um, most hardworking. They had so much just going on um, that even though they wanted to make school a priority, it just, they had so many other things of like, I literally need to survive um, and we need to be able to pay for rent at the end of the month. And so that was really tough because, you know, how can I say that, again, it's my own bias of school is the most important thing. Cause like for me growing up, my parents wouldn't even let me like get a part-time job because for me, like school was my priority and that's not the case for everyone. And so, um, yeah, it, they definitely, um, dealt with a lot and like, it wasn't the case for every student, but, um, yeah, that was a lot of some of, you know, the needs of our school. Yeah. I mean, thank you for kind of personifying the, the school, like the students of the school itself. I feel like, um, until you understand a person's situation, um, you can't really, you know, like I have no right to pass any kind of judgment. And I think it is unfortunately, right, the human heart's natural inclination to do so. And um, do you feel like your time there, like you did what you wanted? Yes. It was really tough though. I'm not going to lie. Like it was a lot, I think for me, just because I felt so helpless because I, in my mind, I'm like, I literally cannot help you. Like, I felt like I couldn't do anything for the students when they were just sharing all of these things. And, um, a lot of it, like, like I would carry with me. Um, and so yeah, I, um, I really felt like every single day I gave everything that I could literally because like I, but I do think I learned how to set some sort of boundaries and I think I have to, or right. else it's just not sustainable yeah. for me because when I would leave each day at work, I literally would take two hour naps every day because I literally could not even have a conversation with someone after work because I was so drained every day um and so yeah it it was tough but I'm so thankful that like I had that opportunity there so you know how long have you been a school counselor now this is my fourth year. Wow, that's crazy. Um okay, so you know you're in your fourth year now and um we mentioned before just having to be a mediator and like navigating day to day and, um, you know, being the middle person for all these conflicts or situations or anything that arises. Um, and you mentioned also just now how you feel in the beginning, you felt very drained. Um, how have you like navigated through that up until now? Um, yeah. And I mean, I would even, 
yeah, I want to ask you too, like, I'm sure situations come up and you're a big feeler just like I am. Like, how do you detach yourself from what's going on at work and then like not bringing it home with you? Yeah, I think uh, years one and two were very like, not very, I won't say very, but I will say, I think it was unhealthy in terms of like year one was, I brought everything home. And then year two, I think I like really tried to separate myself and almost like became very jaded and hardened very quickly. Um, And so for me, like I have to separate work and then everything else sometimes. Um, So when I'm at work, like I'm fully there, I am present, um, I'm there with the students. um, And then when I leave work, I really do not think about work. Um, I don't check my email at home. Um, I do my best to, um, disconnect so that I can be my best the next day. (laughs) Yeah, man. I just feel like it would be so tough, but, um, cause especially, you know, like when crisis come arises and things like that, it's like, um, do personal feelings ever get involved for you? Or I guess you, you're trained not to. <laughs> I mean, it definitely does. Like when, especially when students disclose about abuse, it does. Um, and, you know, it does make me feel a certain way. And, you know, when teach or when, yeah, like faculty members, teachers, or just other people are not treating students the way that, I believe they should be treated, it does upset me. Mm -hmm. And so um, I try to be professional in how I express my thoughts. (laughs) But yeah, I I definitely will say like, I do feel um, a certain way and I'm not like non-judgmental all the time yeah but I won't tell that to of the course students, of course you can't in like, my mind yes that. yes <laughs> I'll tell the I'll tell my other like counselor friends like, right right and they can... I feel. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well I feel like I ha- I could talk to you for a long a lot longer but I will I will kind of sum it up for us here um before we end our time together Diana Was there anything else that I didn't bring up that maybe you wanted to share about? No, I feel like I talked too much. No. Everything. Girl, this is a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I felt like I learned so much about you in just this last hour. And, um, I learned so much about just, um, yeah, like I think, the heart behind you you being a high school counselor too. I think I always knew it, but the way you broke it down this time for me, I think um, really opened my eyes to what drives you day to day, you know? Because again, I don't think this is easy work, you know? And it's, um, there's gotta be, there's gotta be 
a, a different motive I feel like to to go into work every day other than just like other than just like you know helping people or mediating or whatever <laughs> but it's just like you know there's more to it and I feel like um, there's just going to be even greater things for you to for in the years to come too so um what about any advice like for people that are listening maybe high school students or maybe you know actually I thought about even like people that just like post-graduation college you know like right out of college because you don't have to be a psych and sociology major to go into grad school to get a high school counseling degree right right you can literally major in anything yeah so like any advice for somebody that maybe is thinking about going to school counseling or yeah just in this profession yeah um i would say um you like for me i think interviewing counselors and also just like seeing what like a day looks like like I went into just shadow that's always you know really helpful in terms of like seeing what we do um you know if you do have a heart for um yeah the younger generations and um even education and you aren't sure what you want to do I would definitely um recommend just looking into it 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 really is um, super rewarding and you get vacation time, oh, yeah. like holidays, you know, it's That's a school true. calendar. That's true. <laughs> but no, I, I, yes, it's, I mean, if you really do have a heart, I mean, for, um, yeah, the youth, I would recommend looking into it. So, um, you mentioned like shadowing and stuff. Like if people just reach out to counselors, are they open to that? Yes, they they usually are. Now, okay, right now I'll be honest, no, because we're not allowing visitors in the school. Oh, right, right. Um, but yes, typically yes. Oh, that's really good to know. Awesome. Yes. Um, I did forget to ask you like what the best part of your job is. You kind of mentioned it already, but are there other like awesome parts that you really enjoy? Man, it is a thousand percent the students, like just like, I don't know, seeing them grow and mature and like celebrating with them and even like being with them when things are really tough, like it really is the best part of the job. Like even just like, I don't know when, for me, I think it was really hard when I'm like, I don't know if what I even did was significant, but um, I really do believe that the conversations that um, I have with students, even if it's like a year from now, two years from now, and like they remember that, I believe that it was important. But yeah, it's a thousand percent like just getting to know the students and like being with them like in this journey um, is for sure the best part. That's awesome. Um, Diana, thank you so much for your time today. Um, I feel honored that you would even spend this time with me tonight. Um, and you know, I'm not just saying this. I'm truly appreciative of your gifting 
and your investment into the next generation because it is so valuable and not many people have a heart like you but if you do have a heart like Diana um, to invest into the next generation maybe this is the right career path for you if you have any questions about high school counseling school counseling in general feel free to reach out to me dm me through um, social media or you can email us at at podcastwigu at gmail.com. Um, I can get you connected to, to Diana. She's a really great person to talk to. Um, or actually, I did have a school social worker on too. <laughs> and I can also connect you to that person. But anyways, um, again, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to reach out and I'd be happy to connect you in any way that I can. Thanks guys for listening. Until next time. Bye.